This is Danny from Baltimore, Maryland, representing one of the six Wolves fans in Baltimore. You're listening to DU Football Show. Yep, that's right. Danny, one of the lone Wolves fans in all of Baltimore, bringing us in. Well, Sammy, we got to play some golf this week. We did. Even more importantly, we had live sports this weekend. Yes, we did. Golf, amongst other things. Including the running of the birds. But you know what, Sam? With all that being said, let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the internet is the lovely Mr. Samuel Graham, the belated birthday boy. How you doing, Sammy? Not too bad, thank you. How are you? Very good, very good. Another year older, huh? Yeah, another year older. Don't feel a day over 65. Good. Are you using the Zoom to pick your teeth? Is that what we're doing right now to start off the show? We are coming in hot. Wow. We're recording live at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and most importantly, share with your friends. And he's showing off the pen that he was using to pick his teeth with. Um, Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Debris-free Sam. Would you mind go ahead and telling the people how they can get in touch? Sure. Now that I can actually speak without that pepper in my teeth, uh, you can get in touch with us on all social media platforms at Show and dfootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Which uh, people have been doing. Very happy to see that. And uh, hopefully throughout this time of uh, COVID, you've noticed we have gone out of our way to give you guys as much content as humanly possible. Uh, doing the Beakness Stakes this weekend on uh, DUFC, the running of the chickens, and lots of extra bonus shows, and certainly not really caring if we go an hour or two on uh, on our Patreon as well, which has been very nice. So, Yep, and uh, you can make sure to check out that Patreon page, www.patreon.com backslash the football show, where you'll find actually this Zoom video uh, that we've been doing throughout the entire lockdown i guess you call it as well as injury time which is our regular extra show per week and some other cool bonus content like watching big sam throw a fit last week like a five-year-old petulant <laughs> boy that was worth there every dollar go. to our subscribers and they are literally paying to watch graham pick his teeth yeah Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are you sipping on today? I am sipping on Glenfiddich 12-year-old. Tried and true classic. I was about to say tried and true, baby. Yep. From the Speyside region, uh, you're coming in at 83 proof. Uh, I believe I didn't bring the bottle down. I'm pretty sure it's 83 proof. Um, and you're going to be able to find it for about um, 59.99. Sorry, 
on the shelf. I had to do the math real quick. I can only think of the wholesale cost. <laughs> well, yeah, and also, unfortunately, that used to be a little bit cheaper, but uh, good old uh, tariffs uh, fucked with uh, Scottish whiskey in particular pretty badly as well at the end of uh, this Scottish calendar year. single malt, yeah. Yep, that's killed us. Uh, but just excellent. You get lots of notes of pear, uh, honeysuckle. Um, it's very light against the Speyside whiskey, not peated at all. Uh, but very good. Just everything a Speyside whiskey should be. This is ticks every box. Wasn't uh, Fittick the first brand to put put an age statement on the bottle back like in the seventies? Yes. I want to say. Yes, they were. Um, Nineteen sixty eight, I believe it was. Uh, they came over with a uh, with a ten year old Glenfiddich, which then became a twelve year old uh, as their flagship. So. I'm going to go ahead and make a movie reference. I know you're not going to get Sam, so I'll go ahead and look to you, producer Mel. Get me a Glenn, and if you tell the bartender to go easy on the water, this 50-cent piece has got your name written all over it, sweetheart. Who's a big winner? Mikey. Mikey's Mikey's a a big big winner. winner. Yay, Mikey. Dude, that was so money. No, it wasn't. You're an asshole. That was so money. She's going to go back and tell one of her honeys, and then we're going to go off, and it'll be fun. It'll be so money. Yeah. You know what? Hey, sweetheart, sweetheart, this guy right here, he's the guy behind the guy behind the guy. You're such an asshole. <laughs> Sam, do you have any idea what movie that is? Uh, no, I didn't see anything the Groucho Marx starred in back in the 40s. Very good. It's Swingers from the 90s. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, I tell you. John go- Favreau was an actor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, exactly. Mandalorian, Mr. Favreau, that would be Mikey. Um, but, oh, okay. but also, uh, if, uh, if, if I had any faith that you would finally watch Tombstone, I'd tell you to go watch Swingers. But you're already a lost cause. So, all righty, kids, let's go ahead and get into the show. All right, guys, here we go. Let's try that again. Ah, still it's wasn't very cheap, good. It's these cheap glasses. Yeah, cheap glasses do not work out well. Half full with uh, bourbon and ginger. Half empty. There you go. <laughs> That's true. All right, Sam, we finally had live football this weekend. Now, granted, it was the Bundesliga, and it was the German variety of football, and it was Fox Sports, which we really despise, but it didn't really seem to matter because we had live football to watch. First thing right off the jump before we even make comments about it, was this everybody's blueprint, Sam, to restart their seasons? Uh, I believe so, except for the leagues, obviously, that have already decided to end it, like Holland and um, so the Eredivisie and uh, the Scottish Premiership. Uh, didn't France uh, also kind of uh, conclude theirs as well? France, too. Yes, France did as well. Uh, the other thing about France is there's not supposed to be professional football, professional sports gatherings at all, anything in the country until September. And UEFA has come out and said that the, they're going to finish the European competitions in um, August. And didn't PSG already advance? Yep. So they're, so they're going to have to play games. their home game. Yeah, they're going to have to play their home games and at a neutral venue in a different country. <laughs> and Lyon's got a replay with uh, um, Juve, isn't they've it? Got, they've got the second leg with Juve, uh, which actually the second leg was due to be at Juventus anyway. <laughs> so they would just play in Italy. Uh, yeah, but then after, problem. but then after that, they have to worry about it, and also you then have to wonder about the teams being allowed back in the country. If you're shutting down that hard, are you going to allow teams to come back into the country? Is you know coming from Italy or other countries in in Europe as well? So, right. 
which there's that part there hasn't been a lot of guidance on. Um, I, I pretty much figured that all of the FA was and all the owners in uh, the English Premier League were sitting there with clipboards and writing down everything the German League did. And then they're going to hand in a proposal to the National Health Service probably within a week that will say, yeah, what Germany did. Yeah, basically. They're going to have to hand in a proposal by the end of the week, period, because they have to let UEFA know what they're going to do right. by next Monday. Um, I believe I read today that they have voted that they want to complete the season, that all the yes. teams finally voted today. Yes, we are going to complete the season. Still did fuck all. I mean, not like they haven't had three fucking weeks of meetings and all they have concluded is, I think we're going to play. I think we're going to play. Yes, we're going to play. That's what they've gotten done so far. Yeah, so I have exactly what came out here. Um, if you want to go through that kind of stuff real uh, quick. Pl please do, please do. All right, so training in small groups is going to be allowed as the first batch of tests come back around 2 p.m. today, Tuesday. Okay. Tomorrow, we're recording Monday night, peek behind the curtain. Um. So 2 p.m. Tuesday, the first batch of tests come back. You still must remain socially distant. Uh, you still have to uh, – no contact uh, at all. The league is to resume as of now, which they have to remain flexible on, but the league is to resume on June 12th. That's the idea. But players' fitness is going to be taken into consideration. So if they can't move to phase two of restart, which is contact training – then they can't start games yet. So they'll have to be flexible on that date. So the idea is to have at least two weeks worth of, um, of full training before they go back. Now, uh, the protocols for full contact training are still to be decided upon. The potential for isolation for two weeks prior to full contact is on the table. So they would need to rent out essentially an empty hotel for each team and be completely isolated for two weeks prior to full training resuming. That still has to be agreed upon. Uh, real, Everyone, real, quick, real quick, Sam, just to interrupt real fast. They did decide last week. Was it last week that they finally decided they are going to play at their respective stadiums? No matter what, they aren't going I, – I, I remember that they, being a thing. Going I don't know to it's yeah, they're going to try not to go the way of neutral venues. Yes. Got it. But that part is still to be determined. But that, that's part of the full uh, full resuming of the league still needs to be determined. Got it. Sorry, sorry um, to cut you off while you were doing your list there. No, you're good. I just lost my place in the list. Uh, Premier assumed. League clubs, you're good. Yeah. Premier League clubs, doctors, uh, the government, and health officials all do agree on stage one. So trainers at, uh, 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 players at the training ground remaining socially distant, and there's other certain protocols that go in with that, and I'd like to read those to you now. Okay. Disinfecting all training equipment, including balls at the training ground. Delivering training kits to players so they can arrive ready to train so they don't have to go to the changing room. Uh, marking out designated parking spaces for players with gaps of three between each car. Very fair. Well, which asshole gets stuck at the end of the parking lot? I think egos are going to be hurt when uh, they decide to mark they, these out. <laughs> they can get the fuck over that. Um, <laughs> something I noticed uh, going off of what Germany did,
did uh, during games, during the games. Um, a few things. First off, uh, the balls. They had balls laid out all around the outside of the uh, field of the pitch, and they had ball boys and ball girls. They all had to be at least 16 to 18 years old because the requirement was is every time a ball came off the pitch and they went and got it, they were to wipe it down with with a like a sanitation, like a Clorox Clorox wipe. And I mean, there was literally you could see at the stadiums there was a ball every five feet ar- all the way around the stadium, just everywhere there was a fucking well, ball. Do you know what part of that was? Is they didn't want anybody going up into the stands, right? Yep. To retrieve balls at all. So if a ball got cleared into you know Rosette, gone. That Who cares? Ball, that ball's just gone. Yeah, fuck it. That ball's just out. We'll we'll get that after the game and clean it ourselves. Although the so interesting, they needed all those balls everywhere. The so inter- they didn't run out of them. Interesting thing that they did with the stands, though, Sam, was um, if you notice the benches, there was only you know normally the. Um, Professional soccer teams have these cool-looking seats. They're normally sponsored by a car company like Audi or something like that, right? And that's what everybody sits in in their little bench area. There were two seats. There was one for the coach, one for the assistant head coach. The first row of seating in the stands was cleared out. All the chairs were taken out, and then they put in six feet apart from each other those individual car seats for the entire bench of each team. So they yep. were all six feet apart from each other in the front row of the stands all out of the way. Like, so if you had to come yeah. up, you had to come through the stands and come onto the field through where like the fans would come onto the field. Yep. Uh, the other thing too, I noticed with uh, <laughs> the assistant coaches on the bench, people that were sitting on the be- the proper benches. Yeah. Trainers, trainers and the had, assistant. All had masks. The only person that did not was the head coach. <laughs> And even so the he head coaches, for, head coaches for the most part kept masks on unless they walked into the coach's box and then you'd see them take the mask off and start right. yelling. Hold, hold Once on. Once they went, yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Mel wanted to say well, something. I, I just got to say, at some point, is this just virtue singling because they're rubbing up against each other on the field. They're breathing on each other on the field. It's impossible. Actually, very interesting. Are they not? No, no. Sports science has broken it down. (laughs) This is very, I I found this fascinating. (laughs) They, They broke it down. The amount of time that there is actual like physical contact, body to body contact it's less than like 0.3 of a second. Are you, are you being serious? Yeah. Like, I mean, no serious, like, like sports scientists during the COVID have been studying, like watching games, studying the amount of time that there's actual contact of players. I'm just thinking about the breathing and the spitting and like, you know, you're two going after a ball and the, the spittle and the breath coming out and the person going through it and inhaling it. It just, uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Everybody's getting, uh, Temperature tested as they're walking in. Uh, yeah. And, and trust me, the minute one pops, it's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. I, I just, I feel like all this, like the parking <laughs> lot and the distance in the stands and all of that is just virtue signaling, isn't it? In a, in a way, yes, but there has to be, there needs to be extra levels of safety and security just to, to, to get to this point. And frankly, let's face it. There's two reasons why this needs to be done. One is money. Yeah, it's absolutely money, and I get that. And there's a lot of proponents out there, and I've listened to multiple podcasts where people have been like, you know, the only reason why they're doing this is for money, and it's just god awful. Blah 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 blah. Well, then there's part two. 
our fucking sanity. Oh, our yeah. fucking sanity. Like, uh, you know what? It was nice to wake up this Saturday morning and watch fucking sports. It was nice. Yeah. If I got to be stuck in my house all the fucking time, if all I could do is go out to get groceries and that's it, and I'm fucking stuck here, I'm going to fucking, I will at least yeah, watch some I will sports. Say you were in a better mood. <clears throat> I, it means everything, right, Sam? Absolutely. So the, the other thing about the sports scientists, in a normal football match, give or take a second or two, I think the total number was 18 seconds per game people were in physical contact. And they weren't in physical contact long enough to contract the disease to the best of their knowledge currently in the way the disease is transmitted. I mean, you think what about it. What that means, I don't fucking know. Well, you but think, that's what they said. You think about it like a jersey grab. You grab a jersey quick and you let go of it quick. You grab it to get the advantage and you let go of it so the ref doesn't see that you did it. Bumping into a player is very quick. It's, it's, it's not like you two are going shoulder to shoulder all the way down the sideline trying to push each other. It's a quick bump. That's it. Yeah. All it takes is for you to like face palm a guy accidentally and then wipe the sweat off your face for, you know, it to be over. I, I, absolutely. But I, also, well, here, I don't the, see a lot of that happening. No, but here's the other thing. The disease just doesn't manifest itself. All these people have to have it. Somebody has to have it to be able to give it. And the German league has done better than anybody in testing their players, period. So the players, if they don't have it, the disease just doesn't become created because two people knocked into each other. Right. Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. So if the, the whole league's been tested and everyone's negative, as long, yes, asterisks, as long as they follow the protocols <laughs> outside of the games, right, mm -hmm. then it should be completely safe to play. Completely safe to play. Shouldn't be an issue. They also, which annoyed the piss out of me, because, yes, you're bumping around, you're doing this, that, the other. Elbow bumps all game. Shake, shake the hand. You're already, you've already done it. We're here. Mel, Mel brought up a great point. Actually, Mel brought up a great point this weekend. I'll, I'll go ahead and let her, I'll let her say it. It's actually fantastic. Well, I was thinking, it was, I was thinking about when Tegan uh, elbow, bumped, elbow bumped me on the way out, and I had coughed earlier into my elbow. Now, it was yeah. a different elbow, but I was thinking about that. We're coughing into the elbows, and we're yeah. then bumping it with other people, yeah, and we're then all coughing doing, into the we're elbows. We're all doing the elbow bumps yeah. into the elbows we cough into. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be safer to actually say cough into your elbow. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, was um, there anything else from the FA there? Let's uh, get that kind of wrapped yes. up. Uh, yeah. So, uh, allocating players to different groups of four or five in which they will train on designated pitches. So, four or five people, six feet apart, and a separate part of the pitch by themselves, just knocking a ball around, maybe playing keep away or something like that. And, um, and for all of our listeners in America, like going to say like Finch Farm for for Everton, this is like a major soccer complex. So this is like what you see in youth leagues where there's like a big, huge grandstand area. And then there's like a small arena field and then a like 20 fields around it. That's what right. these these complexes are like. So if they want to separate the fuck out of their teams, they can separate the fuck out of their teams big time. Yep. Uh, drawing up lists of staggered arrival times for different players. Smart. And drawing up lists, drawing up lists of club employees who will be allowed at the training ground, period. So yep. some people still not allowed to show up. Uh, and then education. Players must be aware of the strict rules, which will be in place for phase one. And that means no tackling or spitting on the pitch and maintaining social distance uh, from everyone else. Um, many players are believed to be encouraged by what they saw in Germany. 
uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's that for the most part, it sounds like the players are on board. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I so would certainly the, say the players probably don't have much choice in the matter. No, right. A- absolutely. Um, the other thing they stressed at least four times in the article I found, everyone is saying, everyone is stressing the games will only go forward if it's safe and appropriate. Um, and that while these phase one training guidelines have been approved, no physical plan has been presented to the government or health officials for stage two or the resumption of games. That needs to be done this week. They need to, they need to get it done and vote on something on Monday. Um, I know they're now saying mid-June. That really hurts them because then that means... Now, now, fortunately, Germany's already doing something so they can see how to do it, but they're going to have to double up games. They're going to have yes. to do a Wednesday-Sunday game. Now, Germany, the way they're doing it is, is everybody played this weekend, everybody's going to play next weekend, and then everybody's playing either Wednesday or Thursday after that. So the first two weeks are full weeks for them, but then they're going to start going to the double-up games on the week. Now, but that also comes into play is... What the fuck are you going to do with Champions League? When is Champions League starting up? If it starts in July, that's definitely going to affect the uh, the English teams, where it won't, well, so where it won't affect Germany because Germany will be done by then. That's that's what I'm saying about uh, what I said about UEFA. So their plan is to finish the two European competitions in August. So everybody would have to be done by August, so they can resume those cup competitions. Right. Now, that being said, do they travel? No. How is that going to be worked uh, yeah, out? Or do yeah. they all go to Germany and then just play the tournament out in Germany? Yeah, that I don't know because well, let's let's see here. Who's what countries are left? Spain who's going to be plans on restarting their league, England who plans on restarting their league. Um uh, Germany, who has already restarted their league, Italy, who plans on restarting their league, and France, who has canceled their league. Right? There's no out. Like, there isn't a Portuguese team still left, is there? I think they're all out. I believe they're out, also, except for Wolves. Yo, oh yeah, yeah, for Europa, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I, I'm sorry. I was. I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, you were breaking up a ton there, so I thought you were still talking Champions League. I didn't realize you were talking Europa League. You're absolutely no, right. Europa is going to be a fucking nightmare because that's every fucking country in right. in Europe. And they're going to, I think they're going to have to figure out neutral venues and just kind of get teams there and get them out and then get them back in and get them out. I think that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. So how you make that travel, those travel arrangements, well, like you said, with the French team. Um, will they allow their players to come back after playing in another country? That affects both the Champions League and the Europa League. And is, say you're Lyon or say you're PSG, you got to eventually go to Atletico Madrid and they're playing and you're not. <clears throat> I'd play that under protest, right? I'd, right, I'd lodge right. an appeal or a, a complaint with, with UEFA that yeah, this isn't fair. Yeah, but, then, but then, you know, Russia could go, hey, we're not allowed to play in the winter because, I don't know, snow. And uh, so, fuck you guys. We, we change our schedule to deal with that kind of shit all the time. That was it. Okay, very good. Um, so getting into uh, just uh, your impressions of the weekend, I know some people have said that it felt stale without the fans. Uh, honestly, 
I think all that was missing was noise. Like I felt like the games were lively. I could, I was paying attention to the match. There just weren't songs being sung and there was echoing. Yeah. That was it. That, I mean, some people were like, Oh, it felt so hollow. And I'm like, eh, no, not really. Well, felt the like, other felt I like fucking football to me. Cause that the, the FC clone versus uh mince game was fucking phenomenal. That was a great fucking match. The two, two draw. Yeah. On Sunday morning, that was a great fucking game. The other thing, a lot less complaining to the referee. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And I thought it was two of the most. I've watched both Dortmund uh, Schalke on uh, on Saturday and the Köln Mainz uh, game on Sunday, and um, I felt like they were two of the best refereed games I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, because you didn't have seventy thousand people screaming at you to change your mind or influencing your decision or what have you. Now, granted, that drama and, and that emotion and intensity, yes, I missed it. But having football back in general, it's, it, was, it meant more to me than that. I didn't, I didn't give a shit well, uh, also, at all. And those, those people that complained about that and, and the, the cavernous-sounding <laughs> stadium, yes, it was odd. But at that point, you're just looking for something to complain about. Piss off. Well, and I also think that uh, NBC Sports will probably have better coverage. They will certainly have better commentary. You know, I mean, Fox's commentary back when they had the English Premier League sucked. And you know what they did when they picked up the Bundesliga? Kept the same fucking guys. It still fucking yep. sucks. It's not very good. So I it's don't like, care for it either. They're, they're, they're not particularly witty. They don't really tell a very good game. I mean, like kind of a baseball reference. Miller used to be with the Orioles for a little while, but it's been a long time Giants guy and was the um, Sunday night baseball with uh, Harold Baines forever and ever on ESPN. That's right. the kind of guy you could listen to call a game. You could just close your eyes and not even watch the television screen. And you knew everything that was happening. Yeah. You have that with Arlo do doing a game for uh, NBC sports. I mean, he's poetic and, the Fox guys just, they're not, <laughs> they're not, they're not very good. No. They, they aren't good. So I, I think there'd be a difference in that as well. The only thing I want to mention about Dortmund and Schalke is that felt really way too close to home. Felt very much like uh, uh, Everton going to Liverpool at Anfield and uh, getting their asses kicked four nil. Schalke yeah. wears blue. Schalke had a couple of Americans. Schalke had an Everton low knee there. Dortmund, Klopp used to manage. Oh, it felt lost for nothing. He kind of, I was just watching it and I could just feel myself slowly, my soul being sucked out of the game as I'm just watching going, oh, look at Dortmund scoring all these amazing goals. This feels way too much like a Merseyside derby at Anfield. Yeah, well, I, w I want some money on it. So. <clears throat> Very good. Good for you. Well, are you proud of yourself? Thank you. I mean, you I got, am. you've got that look on your face of just, you know, well, first off, your face is all up in the camera, but it's just you being like <laughs> smug and like, look at me. I'm so important. Oh, this chair sucks. We've been through this. I have to sit on the edge of it or I, you can't see me. So um, one final thought before we get into our uh, next topic here is apparently the uh, the FA has come out and said they are going to figure out a way to do a celebration for Liverpool's title amongst all the COVID problems because, quote, they deserve it. Um, they haven't won the title yet. 
Has uh, the FA just given the kiss of death to fucking Liverpool, Sam? No, not a chance. <laughs> you sure? Because because that just screams Gerard slip all over it. Like yeah, but that just screams point, them taking like five in a row. <laughs> Take off your blue colored glasses for a second. That would mean Gerard slipping seven fucking times in a row. It would be funny though. And they still have Brighton on the cards too. Like, come on, it's not gonna. Liverpool's gonna win the title. Oh, that's right. Uh, Bright, Brighton I, can't actually win a game either. Right. What I thought was funny is something else came out about uh, in Scotland too about with them giving uh, Celtic the title uh, uh, and the official cancellation of the league coming, and um, them some Celtic fans wondering how the parade's gonna go, and somebody put forth a suggestion of a socially distanced open top bus parade. Like three or four players per open top bus, and have like ten buses because yeah, that's great Socially for the environment. Yeah. That's that's a great idea. Let's just instead well, with the crowd there that's going to watch it. It's not the players; it's the crowd. Right. So here's the thing. No, the crowd would be distance too, and you just stretch out the parade route. So here's the deal, right? Glasgow All ain't that, that fucking big. <laughs> Look, I know I've been there. Listen, all that good work that we've done for the environment by everyone staying home, yep. undo it in one championship parade. Yep, yep, Completely exactly. fuck it all off. Yeah, and when the ozone's repaired, dolphins are swimming in the canals of Venice. Fuck all that. 20, 20 Four players per bus. Yeah. 20 open tops going 25 miles because they need to stretch it the fuck out. Love it. Love everything about it. Sammy, I actually was not going to bring up this topic. I was figuring on using it for Patreon. But um, first, uh, my wife mentions it to me. Then Otis Anderson sends us a messenger about it. And then we get from Taylor and Simon on Facebook talking about it. So I guess we got to talk about it. Apparently, fuck dolls in the stands of uh, FC uh, Souls fucking uh, game in the K-League, huh? Yes. Yeah. I saw this happen and immediately wanted to talk about it on the main show because that's what we do here at Drunker United Football Show. We bring you the weird, wacky, while still bringing you the X's and O's. Yes. Um, ha, both tactically and romantically, apparently. Uh, so here's how it went down. I finally broke down last Thursday and watched a K-League baseball game. Okay. Okay. And I thought it was funny, cute. You know, behind home plate, they had cardboard cutouts. But right. baseball, being the lovely, wholesome sport that it is, was just a cardboard cutout. Now we get to the fanatical, thuggish football uh, aspect of the situation. And FC Seoul had sex dolls, uh, sex mannequins, in the stands, socially distanced, by the way. Yes. Sex dolls in the stands. Uh, at their stadium uh, against whoever the hell it was they were playing doesn't matter. That's not the story. Now I, the I first thought, press I conference, thought they were I thought they were like um, um, man, realistic mannequins. They weren't quote sex dolls. Now there's the thing. So the very first press conference afterwards, they were asked Hi, about there's the rub. <laughs> you don't say, producer Mel. <laughs> so in the first press conference. They said they aren't sex dolls. They're premium mannequins. Premium mannequins. Love that term. Love that term. Then, after a lot of backlash on Twitter and, and Facebook and the like, 
they had to come out and say, okay, fine. These premium mannequins came from a factory, a supplier that makes sex dolls. But they're not sex dolls. So, but they're not sex dolls though, because we covered up the mouth. Right, right. The big, the big, the big blowjob mouth with the mask. Yes. Yeah, where you put your dong in after you spray some olive oil on it. <laughs> and not that I would know how to use one. Sounds exactly but like you know how to use one, Sam Graham. What I did hear is that as Kim Min Son was landing in London this morning, they did stop him for extra questioning at customs. Oh, what? How did he break his arm? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. He had an unusually large carry-on. From what I heard. <laughs> that may have had one with accentuated big lips on it. Now, see, Mel, I like what he tried to do there to bring in Son into it so that I would ignore the fact that Sam knows this much about sex dolls and what he's trying to bury the lead. But we all now know Sam Graham owns a Korean sex doll. I do not. However, I believe the use of them are pretty self-explanatory if you have just a hint of debauchery in your personality, which I do. Again, sounds like Sam Graham owns a Korean sex doll. No, I don't think he owns one. I just think he's had access to one. (laughs) Oh, even worse, that means secondhand. Oh, oh, I'm sure it's possible to sanitize them. Oh, uh, well, let's ask how the authority. Let's ask the authoritative source. Second use sex doll, any worse than a second use prostitute? All right, Sam Graham, I, uh, explain. I own a premium mannequin. I don't own a sex doll. Oh, oh, is it is it like China where you remember the story, Mel, from John Oliver? They were talking about how because they were. Remember, China was limiting the amount of children you could have. And if you had a boy first, you could have a second kid. But if you had a girl, you couldn't have a second kid. Well, it reached a point where the male population was so much more dominant than the female population that men can't meet women. There's just there's not enough women to meet. So on John Oliver, they were talking about men that were fucking dating sex dolls. Because that that was how they could have a, a woman. Here, we just call them insane. Yes. For having a relationship with an inanimate object. I mean, yeah, it's true. We do talk about them behind their back, in front of their back, on Facebook, on Twitter. I just don't see what the big deal is about. They wanted to fill the crowds. They had access to all these wonderful plastic and uh, pleather. What is that? (laughs) What do you call that material that's the dolls made out of? I have no idea. Like it's some sort of like like soft foam. I don't know. I'm picturing like leather covered. I don't know how it would feel. Uh, no, it would probably be a silicone. Probably silicone. Some kind of silicone. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But here's the thing. I thought it was it's better for the use. environment. Yeah. It's better for the environment than a bunch of cardboard cutouts or plastic figurines. They have a second use as long as the players didn't get to them after the match was over. And all I want to say is I'm all for it, and it's absolutely Absolutely fantastic. I think it's great. Wouldn't you pay extra? That was terrible, Dad. I was, joke. I'm walking over all over it. Wouldn't you pay extra for a uh, sex doll <laughs> that had some culture and went out to some games and therefore you had something in common with her? There you go. And it wasn't just hers. I did see some male sex dolls in the stands. Um, there F- it is. FC clone this weekend 
took a section in the upper deck and they had people send in their jerseys and shirts of the team and they put them around the chairs up in the upper deck okay. in a design that was like the FC was in white and Aww. the rest was done in red. That's a stupid. Doesn't need to be a fuck doll. Think about stupid. this. Buy the jersey for $50 and then you get the jersey and the doll for $350. Actually, no brainer. I think it's a great deal. Actually, I, I I figured out what it is. The Korean government has realized they're looking at the English Premier League where everybody keeps throwing orgies or lap dance parties or whatever. What they're going to do is they're going to just go ahead and put sex dolls in the stands so the players can just take one home with them and they ain't got to worry about the whole orgy and all that kind of stuff. That's I, that's probably exactly what they're doing. I don't think it was a big deal. There you go. Oh. You know, the other thing, I I would take this opportunity and stage things not with sex dolls necessarily, but with proper mannequin and stage like historical events happening in the stands, like Attila the Hun, uh, you know, conquering something or like, I think it'd be fantastic. So now you're slut shaming these poor working mannequins. All right, Sam, let's go ahead and keep this last one really short and sweet. It probably be a minute or two at the most, but um, our buddy Brad, from uh, Crystal Palace DC had tweeted this story to me and I thought it was worth bringing up to you considering that direct directly involves you. Um, in a recent interview with Unai Emery, uh, apparently during the transfer window this past year uh, at the start of the season, Arsenal were given the opportunity to get uh, Wolford Zaha at $60 million. And what Unai Emery said was is that I wanted someone that had experience in the English Premier League, understood the league, we chatted. He was on board. He was excited about coming to the team. And then at the last minute, I was told, no, we're signing Nicholas Pepe. It's not your decision. Interesting to kind of hear that. That doesn't typically seem to be Arsenal's move, Sam. No, uh, it's not. But if you want my opinion, um, I would say good move. Okay. Uh, number one. If there was a Premier League manager that fucked a fuck doll before, it's definitely Unai Emery with them jacked up ass teeth he has. <laughs> no, number two, this season, I never, I mean, Wilfred Zaha is a, a good player. I don't think he's great. He's inconsistent. He gets, uh, he gets focused on because he's the best player in a small pond. <laughs> when he went to Manchester United, he wasn't up to snuff. So he got sold again. He was also 19, 20 years old at that time, too. Okay. All right. So I'll give you his Premier League goals by year. 14, 15, four goals. Uh, 15, 16, two. 16, 17, seven. 17, 18, nine. 18, 19, just 10. And 19, 20 so far this year, he only has three. Okay. That ain't that great. All right. So he's the best player on a small team. He would not have fit in at the club. His ego is too big, in my opinion. Nicola Pepe also has more goals than he does this this year, albeit few and far between. Well, uh, also uh, Nicola Pepe likes to take uh, – he they give him penalties too. So let's look at his stats as being padded because he's been given penalties. He's been given two penalties. Okay. And we don't have anyone on Arsenal like Milivojevic. If they didn't have Milivojevic, it would be Zaha. And then, then Zaha's numbers over the last four years would be greatly padded then. And then your argument would be null and void because he'd have over 10 goals every single season. 
Right. Well, this is – yeah, but he's only scored 10 once, and he's that great of a player. Only 10 goals from open play one time in his career. I still think I still think the experience would have probably been very beneficial to Arsenal personally. I don't. I just I don't agree with you. Instead, not you decided for, to go not with your... for sixty million. <clears throat> not for sixty million. No way. But for an extra twelve million over the span of eight years, we got five goals already, plus a, a few in the Europa League. I was going to say your fourteen-year payment plan on uh, Nicholas Pepe. I told you, Arsenal's now Eastern Motors, man. <laughs> your job's your credit, baby. <laughs> Second chance credit. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. So, Sammy, your bet hit? It did. I had Dortmund to win over two and a half goals. Yeah, very good. Well done. Well done. I they won 4 0. Yep. I still can't be bothered. I know. Uh, so, we got to uh, actually guess who is back on the bus? Pat, I heard. Yes. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It a Week. All's not quite on the gambling, all's not quiet on the gambling front. So a quick look and look what I found. We have some televised gambling action coming to me this Saturday. That's right. Bundesliga soccer, boys and girls. He clearly didn't realize that there was Bundesliga soccer this past weekend. 9.30 a.m. on FS1, Wolfsburg versus Borussia Dortmund. I'll take the favorite because I know nothing. Uh, Dortmund is minus a half a point at minus 150, so I'm going to ride the 150 to win 100. I'll see you boys on the co- on the course on Sunday. Looks like good weather. Bring some extra green with you because we might be getting some Nassau involved, which you and I both already speculated at. Yeah, I thought a skins game was coming. Well, um, that, boys and girls, will be discussed on uh, injury time. We will go ahead and talk about the three of us, myself, Sam, and our degenerate gambling friend, Pat, finally playing a round of golf together. Sounds like a plan. I'm just glad to see that he's uh, come to his senses and gotten himself out of that big dark hole that he was sitting in and found a game to bet on. You know what it was? <clears throat> He was off today, went to the dentist. He got drilled on. So it's all the Novocaine. Uh, all he it. could do was all he could do was sit around his house and Google shit. Oh, so he, he Googled sports and went, Hey, there's sports now. Uh, hey, hey. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> all right. I texted him earlier. I texted him earlier to play darts. And he was like, Can't, I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, Sammy, you know, the Belarusian League, it was here and then it was gone. Big Sam's Proxy, Taylor's Luck of the Week. Swearing off the breast for good. One goal. One fucking goal at home against a team that is bottom of the table. Apparently, that was too much to ask for a breast to complete this week's parlay. That leaves me up a measly $74, which is way more than... Well, now, actually, you're doing well in this fake betting, aren't you, Sam? I've won six out of seven weeks. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry. That's all going to change in mid-June. Um, and uh, with crap like this and uh, better leagues now in play, I'm going to be like Graham and say Das Vidanya to the Belarus League. Um, oh, to Belarus and the league they wrote in on. Sorry, I messed up what he uh, wrote there. My apologies. <laughs> 
And now Jesus I'm turning Christ. my PG County reading skills. Yeah. We done? <laughs> I I am just going to say real quick. We haven't put in Whiskey's uh, new hit the mute button sound, but it'll be there soon. And I'll be asking you to push it a lot. If you've listened to the end of our show, you already know it. All right. And now I'm uh, turning my football procrastinating skills to uh, procrastinating, the prognosticating. How about I say the word correctly? Thank you very much. Skills to the Bundesliga. This week, um, I like uh, RB Leipzig as they travel to face Mainz on Sunday. I've got 100 on Red Bull to win with uh, total goals being less than 3.5. For this, I'm getting plus 160. Giving that uh, RB Leipzig is owned by Red Bull. I'm hoping this bet gives me wings. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. And remember, 75% of the time, it just doesn't fucking work at all. Thank you very much, Taylor. <laughs> well done. Um, I know what Taylor was doing in there. He was throwing a whole lot of big words in there to trip me up, to make me fuck up. And he succeeded a little. And then I started abbreviating his fucking post. Remember, yeah. So uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real, real, real quick, sorry. Sam, real quick. This is a moment yeah. between myself and Taylor. Um, yeah, Taylor, I, I created you. I could destroy <laughs> you just as easily. Wow, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Nothing but love for you, Mister P One. Go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say, uh, with all the way you screwed up, American. I wasn't even gonna tell you that you messed up Mainz and Leipzig. Yeah, whatever. Once, I'll, I'll worry about the foreign words when you get American correct. Okay. Well, you know what, Sam? I'll remember that the next time you do a transfer window. <laughs> yeah. We already right. know on the name assassin. That's right. All right. My bet now? Maybe. All right. So, contrary to what Taylor said, I am going back to Belarus. But I'm going to parlay it with, uh, with old Deutschland. Okay. So I am back on the Slutsk because they are playing one very deflated raw breast. So I've got uh, FC Slutsk to beat raw breast and then Dortmund to beat Wolfsburg at plus 294. I just want to let you know this weekend, I had a conversation with Taylor on uh, Messenger, and one of the things he said, he goes, Watch Graham Brett bet the uh, Brest versus Slutsk Derby. <laughs> he was like, Sam's yep. going to do it. <clears throat> yep. The only other, part, only other part that he got wrong is that he had you uh, definitely pe- uh, betting Bayern again just because it was an easy bet. No, I bet Borussia Dortmund last week. Oh, okay. I thought he said you bet. No, that's, I think he thought you bet uh, Bayern, but yeah, it was Dortmund. Uh, I would just ask him to listen to the show a little closer. No, I, I, no, I might have gotten it wrong. He may have said you were going to bet Dortmund again. So that's All probably right. on me. Well, if that dig didn't hit, it's your fault. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> well, Sammy, we haven't heard that horn in quite a while. But I know, right? Figure we'll take a quick second to chat about this. Uh, when our governor decided to lift the... Uh, the stay in the shelter in place order. Apparently he, uh, you know, uh, soccer dome thought we're all going to start playing, uh, indoor again. 
Right. Wrong. So wrong. Okay, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> yeah, supposedly they think we're going to play again. Um, they still have us down for Tuesday the 26th of May to restart. It's still on here. Well, you have fun playing because you ain't going to have a coach. I ain't coming. No, I don't think I am either. We're just going to have to see what happens here. Um, and hopefully Howard County is smart and closes it down. So we'll see. Well, I know uh, each of the counties have different restrictions, and Howard County uh, was enforcing a stricter law. So who knows what Soccer Dome thinks they're going to get away with. You know what's not going to happen? DU playing fucking soccer there. That's what's not going to happen. Yeah, so we have an update on the homepage. Tomorrow they will determine if they're able to reopen facilities on Wednesday, May 20th for rentals only. Groups of 10 or less. Check back tomorrow at 10 a.m. So it's supposed to be updated Tuesday the 19th, and uh, they're supposed to let us know. Yeah, we ain't going to play. I'll see. Yeah. No. Nah, I don't think so. Bun- bunch of grown-ass men. We'll take the forfeit. Go ahead. Give us a forfeit. We'll come back when we but, feel it's safe. You know what else is beautiful about the forfeit is we'll go down to League 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we could probably use old Hump Buster in League 2. That's for damn sure. Yep. Use it. Get some confidence back, some fitness back. About wraps it up, Sam. Any part words? Um, As I cough into the I, microphone. <laughs> my goodness. I actually don't have any parting words this week. Uh, other than thank you for those of you that reached out uh, for my birthday on, uh, on yesterday, on the 17th. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I will now pass it across to Sam, who did not go over his whiskey. I don't think. Did oh, you? no, I never. No, I just said I was drinking old granddad and ginger because I talked about it on the show. I thought I did. I just didn't say much about it. I'm, I might not have, to be honest with you. No, I don't think I you did. I already wrote it down, but I also knew we were drinking it, so I wasn't listening for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just drinking. Y'all, y'all went straight into your little, <coughs> you know, 1920s silent film thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just drinking a. Uh, Plain old, old granddad, because we were talking about doing uh, granddad and gingers uh, a few weeks back when we did our whiskeys of the EPL show. So I went ahead and decided to buy some old granddad and do a whiskey and ginger, which is now empty that needs to be filled for uh, for injury time. Sam, I got that cost you. God, it's like a $17 bottle. All right, and uh, what proof is it? 80 proof, Sam. All right, next time I'll go ahead and write you some notes. Somebody's balls dropped. You know, it's not like we waited 20 minutes for him. <laughs> That's a whole nother fucking story. You know? That's an injury time story. Sam doesn't have any yeah, parting yeah. Sam doesn't have any parting words today. Why? Because nobody died. Fred Willard died. I was waiting oh, for Oh yeah, in, mem- in memory. Fred Willard died. <laughs> I did forget. Yes. I, it should happen on Thursday. There's been so much going on since then. All righty, kids. Next up is injury time. More of the same. Uh, normally, we preview the next week's action, but there's no fucking action to preview. But we are going to sit around and run our mouths and get drunk and probably act more stupid than we already have. So check out our Patreon page. Sam, how do people do that? www.patreon.com backslash football show. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Excellent. Till next week, everybody. Adios. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton 